And I truly hope I give you something to think about, that you learn something, that you have a laugh or two with me, because that's the community that I want to build. You're listening to the Connect the Dots podcast with me, Heather Balseric. This show is designed to help you navigate your career, understand your customer's experience, and bring us together as we learn about our communities. So tune in, turn it up, and get ready to connect the dots. Hey everybody, welcome back to episode number three of the Connect the Dots podcast. Today we are going to talk about community and what exactly does that mean? Here's the deal. Community is one of the topics that I wanted to talk about because I really feel it is part of part of a area of my life where I need to learn more. It is absolutely something that can do so much for all of us to learn more about our personal communities, the communities of other people, how do we build communities, how do we live in community, and I'm just beyond excited. When I was writing the show notes for this episode, or I guess the the notes for me (laughs) that I'm going to go through, I I mean, I found myself like I could have written and written and written like I had topics on my list that I wanted to cover. And I was like, no, like that's just this is going to be a very long podcast if I do that. And this is simply an introduction. So let me save those topics for other episodes. But we will begin just like we did the last two with a definition of community. And this again comes from our friends at dictionary.com. Not sponsored just where I got my info. So, you know, the definition on dictionary.com says community is a social group of any size whose members reside in a specific locality, share government, or often have a common cultural or historical heritage. And there's a second one under there. And it says it's also a social, religious, occupational, or other group sharing common characteristics or interest and perceived or perceiving itself as distinct in some respect from the larger society within which it exists. And he gives examples of these, saying that it's usually preceded with the, such as the business community, the community of scholars, the listeners of the Connect the Dot podcast. (laughs) So, you know, I, I like the second part of the definition because it's really kind of that's the focus that I want to, to talk about is these uh, is a group that shares common characteristics or interest and is, per, you know, perceives itself as distinct from the larger society. And I think that's where people can start to really box themselves in and say, well, I'm part of this community, so I don't need to know about or understand this other community. And I want to break down that wall. I want to be somebody that can help you break down that wall for yourself in your life so that you can learn about other communities and what else is out there. Because that's, honest to goodness, all the stuff that goes on in the world today, the only way that things are going to get any better is if we can learn to love each other. If we can learn to understand each other, 
We do not always have to be in agreement. Please know that. I don't think that everybody has their views and everybody is going to fall on one side or the other. And that is fine. But there is a respect and a love that, that we can still have for each other, even if we don't subscribe to the same way of thinking. And that's where I feel if we can learn more about other communities and things that, you know, make people part of a community, like that shared kind of history or that thing that they share in common that makes them a community, it will help others that maybe aren't in that, you know, can't be part of that community because this has never happened to them or, or whatever the case may be, whatever the criteria for being in that community is, even if we don't you know, have that, meet that criteria, we can still understand them and we can understand where they're coming from. So, man, sorry, I get to talking about it and I just get really passionate. (laughs) So uh, I also found online um, this thing called like the sense of community. So there was a study done in 1986 um, from Macmillan and Chavez They identified four elements that give like a sense of community. And I thought this was important to kind of bring out and because it's, it's good to know, good to know information. That's what I'm all, I want to bring you good to know information. So they said that the first one is membership. So that is the feeling of belonging or of sharing a sense of personal related, relatedness. There we go. The second, um, thing is influence. So mattering, making a difference to a group or of the group mattering to its members. The third is reinforcement. So that's the integration and the fulfillment of needs. And then the fourth is shared emotional connection. I mean, when you think about communities, probably one of the first things that you may think about is, um, well, maybe in this day and age is politics. I don't, I'm not going to talk about politics. <laughs> um, but one of the first things I think about is sports. So I live in the state of Alabama. In Alabama, if you move here, one of the very first things when people find out that you're not from here, one of the first things they're going to ask you is, are you an Alabama or are you an Auburn fan? Because in the South, and in Alabama in particular, football is very important. And that community that you align yourself with, Alabama or Auburn, that is a community in which people, you know, there's like, there's so much behind football. Let me just kind of, if you don't know this, there's a lot. But it gives you that thing, right? It's that membership, your feeling of of belonging. You know, you wear the same colors on Saturday. You cheer for the same team. You sing the same fight song. You know, the influence part, right? You feel like you're making a difference, um, you know, because you're cheering your team on. You know, it's reinforcement, right? You go to the games, you cheer with your friends, you get to have that, you know, sense of being with other people. It's a shared emotional connection. If you have never been to a football game, let me tell you, I mean, or any sporting event for that matter, where you have teams and you're passionate about that team, it is a shared emotional connection with you and the other people in that stadium. You know, that to me, that's the first thing I think of really when I think about community in in that sense of what is a community. So there's an example for you. Take it or leave it. Hope you take it. So let's talk about um, kind of communities in the past. When When I thought about this, you know, before social media, Communities were formed from the area that you lived in, maybe the place that you worked, your school, your church, sports, you know, sports teams that you were in, you know, maybe your kids were involved in, or as a kid you were involved in. 
And I also think about like shows like I Love Lucy and The Fresh Prince and Full House, Family Matters, you know, things like that that showed a family, but the community around them, it was their neighbors. It was the families. There was that open door type of relationship where everyone was welcome and then treated like family. I mean, Carl, Carl always gave Urkel a very hard time, just like he did his kids. <laughs> so, you know, Carl treated, treated Urkel as family. When you think about Full House, you know, when somebody knocks on the door, their first response is, it's always open. And that Oh my gosh, I just, you know, that is what community was, you know, back when I was growing up. That open door type of relationship where everyone's welcome, everyone's treated like family. You know, I remember growing up where, you know, we would have game nights with my parents' friends and their families. And I was the oldest of of the kids. And so sometimes I was the only kid there, but I just, I was an only child for 12 years. So I, (laughs) I knew how to entertain myself, but I just remember I would go, we'd go over to be like a potluck, you know, we'd have Rotel dip and sausage balls. Maybe we'd, you know, grill out or whatever. We just, we would go over to a friend's house or they would come to our house they would play, you know, Rook was the game that my parents played and just had a fantastic time. You know, the TV wasn't on. They were just laughing and carrying on and just enjoying their company. The relationships were more intentional than it probably seemed, right? It wasn't sporadic. They called each other on the phone and said, hey, do you want to get together? Hey, what are you doing tonight? Let's go out to eat. You made plans. You followed through with those plans. Spending time together was focused on the people that you were with, not the devices in our hands. I see it so much when we go out now where people are at a dinner table and everybody has their phones out. This is people of all ages. This is not specific to anybody's age. This is all ages. So the community, you know, communities in the past really looked, looked different. And there are still these today. Don't, don't get me wrong, but I just, it's such a fond memory of walking across the street to our neighbor's house and being able to just, you know, hang out and, and just laugh and joke and eat and (laughs) be part of that family. Um, And the next one that I want to talk about is now that, you know, communities in this age of social media. So social media has brought a whole new way to connect with people. We get to reconnect with friends from the past that maybe have moved away. Maybe we lost touch with, you know, after high school or college. You know, we get to find new friends that are interested in the same things that we are. I mean, think about it. If you take a look at your Facebook right now, how many groups are you a part of on Facebook? Some of them you're active in and some of them you're like, why am I even in this group? Really? I mean, I'm in groups for my neighborhood. I'm in groups for different authors that I read, um, different people I follow, different podcasts I follow. There's a ton of different groups that I'm in and I'm not super active in a lot of them, but it's a way to have that community about that common interest. Outside of social media, just as like everything has progressed, working virtually has also changed our sense of community. I work at home. Uh, I work at home for a company. I'm a manager. And all of my coworkers are all across the U.S. I do not live in the same town with anybody that I work with. 
at least on my direct team. But some of my best friends work with me, and we have never met in person. Yet we have an amazing community together. We enjoy, you know, we text and we talk and we, you know, we talk at work, we talk outside of work. It is just one of those things where, you know, like if I ever met any of them in person, the first thing we do is give each other a great big old hug. Like that's just because we're friends and we know each other, like know each other. It's not impersonal. And I think it's one of the great things that technology has brought to communities is allowing that connection across the, you know, across the globe. So I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast that there were a lot of topics I wanted to cover. And if I had covered them all, it'd be a really long podcast. So I want to talk about those couple of topics, just to give you a heads up on kind of what to expect as we go through. So with the rise of that social media platforms and virtual work environments, the change in communities and how they both work has pros and cons. And so I do want to dig into that a little deeper. I want to talk about those changes, the good and the bad, and how do we make it more good than bad. We'll also talk about finding your community, understanding other communities, building a community. This is one of the topics that I am most excited to talk about when we have guests on the show. And I just want to say one thing. A lot of people have asked me when they've listened to the trailer, a lot of my friends have said, who's we? And I want to address that real quick. We is me and you. It may be me, you, and a guest, but it's me and you. This is an us thing. You that are listening means so much to me because you're taking the time out of your day to listen to something I have to say. And I truly hope I give you something to think about, that you learn something, that you have a laugh or two with me, because that's the community that I want to build. I'm excited for you to hear the things that are coming up. Next week, we are going to talk about when should when should kids start working, which you may think, Heather, you don't have children. How, how are you going to talk about this? But... Hear me out. I got a lot of different thoughts on this. And I think it's an important place to start when we, because we're going to get into like, do we go to college? Um, How do we fund school? You know, what, what careers don't need a degree? So we're going to get into a lot of those different things, but we're going to start there. When should we start working? All right. That's going to be it for today. I want to end with this. Please don't forget that you are loved and you are worthy, and there are great things ahead for you in this life. Thanks so much for joining me today. We'll see you next week. So to make sure that you don't miss out on next week's episode, please go ahead and hit that subscribe button so you get notified. Come on and join the conversation over on Instagram and follow me at Ms. Heather B. Dot or at Polka Dot Desk. We are here for you and look forward to bringing you more information about career, customers, and community. This podcast is brought to you by the Polka Dot Desk.